Almost Daily Devotional, podcast episode number 164. Who do you follow? Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I'm going to be talking about who I follow. Well, my friends, I am back once again to just share with you a little bit about what's going on in my own journey of faith and following God and and uh, my relationship th- with Jesus uh, or with God through Jesus, however you want to communicate, it really doesn't matter to me, uh, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I know the details of how it all works out and and hopefully I'll eventually get it all straightened out and be able to communicate it to you in a way that makes a lot of sense. But right now, I am just very, very much excited about the fact that I have become crystal clear on the fact that God loves me. And I've talked about that in the last two episodes of the Almost Daily Devotional. And I want to share with you something that is has really been heavy on my heart. And it's this idea of, you know, where do I turn to for answers? One of the things that I certainly believe in is the authority of scriptures. But one of the things as a Christian, as a believer, um, that I've struggled with ever since I first became a Christian was just how much people disagree on how they interpret this thing. You know, and, and of course, when I became a believer, I remember, I share, I've, and I've shared this in the last couple of episodes, I, I, I feel really excited. I felt really excited about the freedom that was afforded to me in Christ. The fact that, that he basically died on a cross and the sins that I felt the weight of on my heart that separated from me from God, that that was all wiped away, completely erased. And, and therefore, God no longer looked at my sins, but looked at the righteousness or the, the perfectness of God. And, 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 and I just felt an overwhelming peace and a sensation of, of God's love. And then over time, getting plugged into you know a religious system, if you will, a religious institution, Uh, I found myself slowly taking the focus off of Jesus and putting the focus on systems uh, or ways of thinking or ways of interpreting scripture. And and so all of a sudden it it came down to the point where um, eventually I, I was involved in a local church, a traditional American local church, happened to be a Nazarene church, which was an offshoot of the Wesleyan church, which was an offshoot of the Methodist church, uh, you know, and, 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 but anyway, in the Nazarene church, I, I remember, you know, sharing with these people that I feel like God wants to use me in ministry, that, that, that I should devote my life to, you know, the, to this spreading of the good news, the gospel. And, and when I had shared that immediately, I got placed into a track, into a, a path of studying for uh, becoming a pastor of an of a Nazarene church, and and by doing so, I began to get heaven, heavily trained in Wesleyan theology, and and so I I remember for a very long time how I used to boast about the fact that I'm a Nazarene and 
and that you know and and that I that I'm beginning to really understand the theology of John Wesley and 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 you know this this entire thing I and I got really excited about all that stuff and I used to just just revel in in all the the smart arguments that could be made for interpreting scripture this way or that way and 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 one of the things that was really um Interesting is, and I think that I've shared this in last episodes. If not, uh, then this may be new to you. I've just had so many conversations as of late with so many people, and I know this has come up several times. But there used to be when I when I was a, a relatively new believer before I started to officially train for ministry, I used to listen to this guy named Steve Brown on the radio, and he had this thing called Key Life Ministries and Key Life Radio, and and uh, he had these tapes cassettes that he would send out you can you could get them for free and i remember ordering these tape cassettes and i would he would send them and i would listen to these tape cassettes and it was this teaching and and i just remember it just being such an inspiration such an encouragement to hear the way that he shared the good news and and i remember it bringing joy to my heart and stuff like that and of course here you know i get plugged into the the nazarene church and 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 over time i i i learned something that i didn't know that that all of a sudden he's not Nazarene, he's Calvinist. <sighs> and not that anybody ever told me that I shouldn't involve myself in the teachings of others, but his teachings, you know, the the Steve Brown teaching and, and his going on about his, himself being a Calvinist, um, he, you know, a lot of things that he taught were opposed to some of the things that I was learning from the Wesleyan tradition or the Wesleyan theology. And they just weren't jiving together. And, and he had clever and clear arguments for for believing what he believed in. And I was starting to have clever and clear arguments for what I started to believe in. And I'm like, it, it got to the point where finally I just said, you know what? I'm not listening to this Steve Brown anymore. He's he's a Calvinist. How You know, he believes in this predestination. And how can people, how can he say that God, you know, you know, obviously pre-elects certain people to be saved and he pre-elects that some people won't and 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 that you know and of course my you know the thinking is that well god is god and he can choose whatever he wants and and you know what i i just because the tradition where i was or the theology where i was being trained in says that no this isn't the case and 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 and, you know we need to go out and god is not willing that any should perish and 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 there is all these arguments for the for the opposite of that, and I'm like, well, if he's wrong on this, which and again, notice I as I mentioned that I assume that he is wrong because I'm being trained the right information. That that why should I listen to him about anything? And so I stopped listening to Steve Brown years ago, and and I and I went on my merry way studying Wesleyan theology through the Nazarene Church, and and um, and 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 that was the last of it. Or so I thought, you know, and of course, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend the entire episode here, which, by the way, these almost daily devotionals obviously are are going to be significantly longer than 10 minutes. So I apologize for that. But I don't apologize for wanting to share what's on my heart because that's what I'm here to do. I'm, I'm here to share it. And and I'm not going to share my entire uh, history of, of faith in this one episode. So I'll just fast forward to say that, you know, there's been a lot of times when I've just been very excited and very zealous about what I believe from the perspective of what I have been taught in the, in, in the, in theological 
um, corners, if you will, or being trained by Nazarene Bible College and and all these things that I just all these books that I've read and, and things that I've studied. And and I, and then here's what I want to tell you is that lately I had been listening to a good pastor friend of mine. His name is David H. Foster. You can find him on Twitter, David H. Foster. And um, I met him on a cruise where my wife and I went on the Dan Miller No More Mondays cruise. Met uh, Dave David Foster and his wife, and uh, just great people. Really loved getting to know them. And um, we had somewhat connected before the cruise. They had been listening to some of our shows and and stuff like that. I'd worked with him as a client, and uh, and 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 just our relationship really flourished after that. And I started listening to a podcast he does called Renegades Guide to God. And, and here's the situation. Um, I didn't know what his theological background was. None whatsoever. I, I just, he, he, there, one thing became evident to me, and that is that he was a follower of Jesus, that he, he followed Christ. And, and so I've, I found it refreshing to be around him, to, to, to listen to the way that he taught about Jesus. And, and I, and it, and it, the spirit within me, and I believe that God's given me a spirit of discernment, says, wow, this this teaching jives with the things that I've studied in Scripture, even though sometimes, occasionally, he says things that that kind of go counter to the things that I've either been specifically taught or have just been taught by the way the institutions worked. And and sometimes I get that little mixed up. You know, some of the things that I, I believe about God aren't necessarily within any certain theological construct, but but certainly the institution of the church has taught me a couple of things that are just plain outright wrong, and um, trying to trying to iron all those things out and uh, move forward. But anyway, here's here's the situation. I have no idea what this guy's thinking is, and and all of a sudden I'm hearing God loves you no matter what. God loves you, and the, you know that's that's the one thing God wants you to know is that He's not angry with you. God loves you. And, and so I start, I, I start listening to this and it starts to make sense. It's starting to break through this cold, broken heart of mine that, that, that God does love me and, and, and that God wants me to be free from all of this other stuff. And, and I started reading this book called Redeeming Love. I know I've mentioned that several times and I'm hearing that same message in this book. And then all of a sudden I, I read this book, so you don't want to go to church anymore. I know I've mentioned that to you and, and I hear it there. And and the next thing you know, it, it I'm I'm free. I all of a sudden it just clicks, and I'm like, you know what? It is all about Jesus Christ. It's it's about nothing else. It's only Jesus. That that that's the single most important thing. I need to have a relationship with Jesus, not with the institution, not with my, my, the information, not with the moral code of conduct of right and wrong. I need to have a relationship with Jesus. And, and Jesus says that I'm free. He says, listen, and Paul wrote, you know, hey, you know, it is for freedom that Christ came to set us free. Do not let yourself be burdened ever again by the yoke of slavery. You know, anything that you think that you have to do to earn God's favor. And, and these scriptures are starting to come alive to me in a way that they've never come alive before. And, and then all of a sudden I start sharing this and some people say, well, gosh, Cliff, you're starting to sound like, you, you know, that's, you're starting to sound like you're moving towards the reformed theology and, and stuff like that. It's like, you know what, I, I have no idea what I'm moving forward or closer to, except for I'm moving forward to, I'm following Christ. I'm following Christ. That's what I'm following. And so today I, I, I just, I know this is going to be longer than normal, 
but I, I just want to share with you a couple things that I did. First thing I did is I, I went to Wikipedia and I looked up Lutheran. All right. And, the, and, and if you do that in the Wikipedia, it will forward you to Lutheranism. All right. Which is a branch of Western Christianity that identifies with the theology of Martin Luther, a Ger- German reformer. Uh, Luther's efforts to reform the theology and practice of the church launched the Protestant Reformation. Martin Luther always disliked the term, preferring instead to describe the reform movement with the term evangelical, which is actually derived from a word that I can't really uh, pronounce. I don't know if it's Eugelian. Anyway, it's a Greek word meaning good news or gospel. So he wanted to, so, and by the way, I never knew that evangelical and (laughs) meant, you know, was a, was, was derived from the Greek word um, uh, for good news or gospel. You know, this is the good news movement. This is the gospel movement. And, and honestly, I've, I've, I've come to to equate evangelical with the, we will convert you movement. That that's to me what evangelical is. It's like, listen, our our goal and our main purpose on life is to convert people to to set to spread the good news and 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 to drive it home so much that they will convert. You know, and that is our mission in life is to to be God's soldiers in the world, you know, taking people down with the gospel. <laughs> I know, okay, it's never been taught like that. But it's it, you know, that's one of those things where theology's never taught me that. But my experience in the church sure has. You know, you, I can pull out a book called Personal Evangelism Training that'll blow your mind, which will show you exactly how, you know, to 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 make somebody your mission and to and to save them. And it's just oh my goodness. And maybe that book, maybe it's been so long since I read that book. Maybe that book doesn't even say any of that. I should probably pull it out and read it and see what it says, but I really have no interest. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it says Lutherans themselves began to use the term in the middle of the 16th century in order to identify themselves from other groups such as the, the Philippists and the Calvinists. And in 1597, theologicals in Wittenberg used the title Lutheran to, to describe their church. See, right there you go. It's their church. You know, and and, and I'm not even going to get into this episode about um, the different churches and how we let, well, no, I will get into that probably, but, um, I'm not going to, so be it, you know, churches, I'm, I'm coming around to the fact that there's going to be so many different churches and so many different expressions of God's community of believers coming together to reach all kinds of different people. And, and, and so be it, but I, I still, you know, it's like, okay, now it's, it's, it, we are the Lutheran church. All right. And so then all of a sudden, you know, it mentions Calvinists, you know, and so I look up Calvinist and it brings me to Calvinism, also called Reformed Tradition, the Reformed Faith or Reformed Theology. It is a Protestant theological system and an approach to Christian to the Christian life. The Reformed Tradition was advanced by several theologians such as Martin Bucer uh, Henrik Bullinger or Bullinger, uh, Peter Martyr um, or Martyr, um, and then actually his last name is Verb. Anyway, I can't say that, and and some other guy that I can't pronounce his name either. Anyway, but this branch of Christianity bears the name of the French reformer John Calvin, which actually is not John Calvin. His name was Jean Calvin, uh, however you would pronounce that in French. 
Anyway, because of his prominent influence on it and because of his role in the confessional and ecclesiastical debates throughout the 16th century. Today, this term, Calvinist, also refers to the doctrine and practices of the Reformed churches of which Calvin was an early leader. Less commonly, it can refer to the individual biblical teachings of Calvin himself. The system is often summarized in the five points of Calvinism and is best known for its doctrine of predestination and total depravity, stressing the absolute sovereignty of God. And then, of course, I love this. It says, and here are some different variants, and this is just a few of them. But, you know, it says it's typically a system summarized by five points. Well, there's four-point Calvinism. So there are Calvinists who don't even agree with the five points of Calvinism. So uh, you got your four-point Calvinism. You got your hyper-Calvinism. You have neo-Calvinism. And, and there's more. And and it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, Seriously? seriously and and um and then you've got wesleyan of course my that's that's a bit more of my background and and how the nazarene church can be so different from the methodist church i have no idea well i i guess i could look it all up and i think i'd looked it up before and and i kind of lost interest um but anyway and it, which by the way i am interested in and i and i'm thinking about doing a ex- uh, pretty decent study into the the history of the church of how it all happened from the new Testament all the way to, down to what we have today. And I'm looking for a, um, a book that that's, that, that's free from a doctrinal bias, you know, free from theological bias, but that just tells the story of how these people differed and, and how they broke off and did these different things and, and uh, stuff like that. Cause I have really no idea. Anyway, Wesleyanism or Wesleyan is the adjective, easy for me to say, the adjective verb or form of Wesley, referring to John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, uh, a group of denominations within Protestant Christianity, or to one or another of the branches within Methodism. It also refers to the many holiness denominations which adhere to the teachings of John Wesley. Now, the Nazarene Church is very much a holiness denomination that adheres to John Wesley. Um, it is. Let's see here. It is also the formal name of some of such denominations. For example, a group that split, uh, and an emphasis on the word split, from the Methodist Episcopal Church in 1843, which was named the Wesleyan Methodist Church which uh, following a merger with the Pilgrim Holiness Church has grown into an international denomination called the Wesleyan Church. They are, there are other denominations with similar titles. Uh, when it used as a noun, a Wesleyan is any person who adopts the principle of Wesleyan, Wesleyan theology or Wesleyanism. Uh, in a closely related usage, Wesleyan may refer to the theological emphasis on sanctification, a characteristic of the holiness movement of which Wesley was a part. You know what? Here's, here's one thing that all three of these, th- these people have in common. All right? Martin Luther, born November 10th, 1483. John Calvin, born July 10th, 1509. John Wesley, 
born June 28th, 1704. You know what I, when I read these, when I look at this, 1483, 1509, 1704, when I look at those dates, I'm asking myself this question. Were, was God sleeping for the first 1400 years of the building of the church? And, and by that, I mean, did God just refuse to sh- reveal the truth of the gospel did God refuse to share the truth of the of the scriptures with us? Did God refuse to share with us um, what it means to truly follow Christ until 1,400 years later, until finally, within God's plan, he brings a, a, to us either Martin Luther, John Calvin, or John Wesley with, the, you know, hands us down the truth with one man? I, I, I just don't see that. I just can't see it. Now, one of the things that I'm going to be bringing up here is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And and in my life application study Bible, there's a note in here. It says, our church leaders should be respected, but we should never place them on pedestals that create barriers between people or set them up as a substitute for Christ. And one of the things that I really don't believe is that at, when you look at J- Martin Luther, when you look at John Calvin, when you look at John Wesley, I, all three of them, I believe, have Christ as the foundation. But beyond that, they differ on so many levels. And I mean, the, the ways that they differ, they are diametrically opposed in some areas. And, and they are all in, in, their, in the people who follow them. The, they're in their own minds convinced that what they believe is right and so much so that they don't like to listen to each other. You know, it wasn't until, it wasn't even until yesterday when I had a phone call with, with, a, with a good friend of mine that I found out that he was indeed, in fact, a Calvinist. It was the first time I'd ever heard him say it. And you know what? I'm glad that I never heard that term until, until then, until after I, I came to the point where I actually saw the fruit of the Spirit in this man's life, that, that I said, you know what, I, I certainly sense Christ within you. And, and you know what, it, 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 if anything, you know, it's like, okay, is there value in calling yourself a Calvinist? Is there a value in calling yourself a Wesleyan? Is there a value in calling yourself a Lutheran or, or an evangelical? I mean, where is the value in this? I just don't see it. I, 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 maybe I will. I, 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 one of the things I want to let you guys know, especially for those of you who are not yet believers, is I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey, and I'm on a journey that may never, that will never end until the day the Lord calls me home. And I'm never going to know everything. And I'm just learning, and and I'm eager to learn new things. But one of the things that I am certain of is that. I was not called to follow Martin Luther. I was never called to follow John Calvin. And I was never called to follow John Wesley. That is one thing that is for certain. I have been called to follow Christ, to follow Jesus. And I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Dear brothers and sisters, and this is from the New International Version. When I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as if I as I would with spiritual people to speak spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. 
you are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Now, here's the, I want to put an emphasis on the fact that you quarrel with one another. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world when one of you says, I am a follower of Paul and another says, I follow Apollos? Aren't you acting just like people of this world? I mean, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe you believed the good news. Each of us did our work. Uh, each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own work. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on a foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. And again, I just want to emphasize 1 Corinthians 3.10. Our foundation for anything should be Jesus Christ. Our foundation should not be Lutheranism. Our foundation should not be Calvinism. Our foundation should not be Wesleyanism or Catholicism. Our foundation should be Jesus Christ. And and I just don't understand why we must associate ourselves with with a, a theological system. I believe right doctrine and all these other things and, and stuff like that, but that's where scripture comes in. And And is there anything wrong with studying what all these different people, I mean, it, weren't they all just doing the work that God had called them to do? And, and that it's not John Calvin, it's not John Wesley, and it's not Martin Luther who causes us to grow. You know, they're just watering you know they're 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 just out there planting, watering, you know, fertilizing. But it's God who's going to cause us to follow Him, to 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 bring us up to who we ought to be, to to bring us to the place where we're able to do the things that God has planned for us. He says, "Don't you realize that all you together, all of you together, are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God lives in you." That that's Wesleyans, Lutherans, Calvinists. Don't you all together understand that all of you are God's church? Don't you understand that you're all together, all together, God's people? God will destroy anyone who destroys his temple. For God's temple is holy and you, all of you Calvinists, uh, anybody else who has a foundation built on the on Jesus Christ all of you are one church stop deceiving yourselves in verse 18 if you think you are wise by this world's standards you need to become a fool again and become and be truly wise for the wisdom of this world all these arguments and everything this these clever arguments for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to god as the scripture says says um he traps the wise in a snare in their own cleverness and again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows. He knows. Uh, he knows they are worthless. So 
21, don't boast about following a particular human leader. For everything belongs to you, whether Paul or Paulos or Peter or, and I'm going to add John Calvin, John Wesley, Martin Luther, um, the Pope, (laughs) whatever, or the world or life or death or present or future. Everything belongs to you. And, And here's the thing. You belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. <sighs> so, almost daily devotional. What is what is the main thing today? I believe it's this. Don't boast about following a particular particular human leader. That's it. Don't boast about following any particular human leader. You know, I I'm interested in studying Martin Luther. I'm interested in studying more about John Wesley. I'm interested in start studying more about, uh, you know, John Calvin and and all these all these different people. I'm interested in studying the church and and what has been taught. And I'm interested in conversations, but not for arguments. I'm done with foolish and stupid arguments. What a waste of our life to sit there and argue with one another. Jesus Christ is our foundation, and He died on the cross for us and he gave us his son God gave us his son to make us righteous to make us right with him and he loves us and I I follow him